The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. The so-called worst case of hazing in U.S. history. You can judge that for yourself. But a teen boy is left blind and unable to walk. Why is this happening in our country? I was just telling Jackie that we're actually talking about putting a space station on Mars. But we can't stop teens from ending up blinded and unable to walk because of hazing on college campuses. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. Listen to this. Hundreds of students who participated in that protest gathered right here last night. They came together to protest the actions of Phi Gamma Delta. Now, the fraternity has also been suspended by its national organization. MU Police and the Office of Student Accountability are currently investigating to determine if any criminal statutes or university regulations were violated. One MU student we spoke with was also protesting the way the university has been trying to prevent misconduct on campus. It's just ridiculous. Like, something needs to change. and. The things that they're doing to try and change it is not working. Based on an initial investigation, several fraternity members who are believed to have consumed, quote, significant amounts of alcohol during a party at the fraternity. Now MU says it plans to conduct an internal review of its entire Greek system. The current status of the hospitalized student is unknown. This isn't just drinking at a party. This is being force-fed alcohol an entire bottle of vodka as well as beer force fed to the point that this teen boy was six times over the legal limit you were just hearing our friends at fox nine now take a listen to hannah falcon kmiz 
I'm here at the now abandoned Phi Gamma Delta fraternity house and this is where it all happened that night back in October. What happened that night left Danny Santulli unable to walk, see, or talk. And now his family and lawyer are asking why prosecutors aren't charging active members with hazing crimes. Danny Santulli is still unable to speak. He has massive brain damage. He's lost his eyesight, he's blind, and he cannot walk. A probable cause statement from University of Missouri Police outlines the events of the night Danny Santulli got alcohol poisoning from a Phi Gamma Delta pledge event. The statement says active members taped a bottle of vodka to his hands and poured beer down his throat. It also says security footage shows many of the events as they happened inside the frat house. Now, if you're not going to enforce the hazing laws in Missouri under these circumstances, then you're never going to enforce them. You might as well just get rid of the law. You know what I learned? And I'm not proud to say this. When I first went to the district attorney's office to prosecute crimes, my boss, who I loved, who's like a grandfather to me, Mr. Slayton, the longest-serving elected DA in the country at that time, I think it was 37 years, for two sessions sent me with the office lobbyist to push anti-crime issues. I'm proud because I got to help write the uh, Rape Shield Law, which I'm very proud of for the state of Georgia. I couldn't wait to get out of there. Can I tell you why? Because the assembly was made up largely of defense attorneys, no offense to defense attorneys, but you expect them to pass laws that would hurt their clients? That's not going to happen. Same thing here. Why have the hazing statutes if they're, they don't have any teeth to them and you're not going to use them? Now, earlier you were hearing from our friend Sarah Moyers at KOMU8. But before we go to our guest, take a listen now to Hannah Flood, Fox 9. The injury sustained by Danny Santulli is the worst uh, hazing injury that I've ever seen in my career. Nearly four months later and now breathing on his own, Danny is still unresponsive, unable to communicate, and living with permanent brain injuries. This is devastating at so many levels. It's not just devastating for Danny, the victim, but also his family. Soon after the incident, the university and the fraternity's national authority shut down the chapter, one that had been cited for violations six other times in the last four years. Now, this lawsuit alleges the fraternity and some of its members are responsible for Danny's injuries, even if there were policies in place against hazing and alcohol use. That tells me that the existing uh, rules and regulations and the way we're going about this are not working. Guys, you're hearing the voice of David Bianchi. He is Danny's family lawyer. Now, he has said, he's joining us out of Miami, he has said this is the worst hazing case, injury he's ever seen. Now, I, I agree, it may be the worst injury ever seen, but I don't know, as horrific as it is, how I can distinguish between Danny's case, a teen boy who goes off to college, every parent's dream and so many others. Before I go to David Bianchi joining us, billed as America's leading hazing lawyer, or Mark Slavitt joining us from KRCG TV 13 there in Missouri, I want to go to a longtime colleague and someone I now consider to be a friend. This is Jim Piazza, father of Timothy Piazza. You know, even when I say that, I feel a pain in my chest because Jim is the father of Timothy who lost his life due to hazing. Jim is now the founding member of the Anti-Hazing Coalition and Parents United to Stop Hazing. It's called PUSH, P-U-S-H. Jim, thank you for being with us. You're, you're welcome, Nancy. Thank you for having me. I've just got to ask you how you can continue to talk about Timothy and not just totally break down. Because I don't know if you know this, my twins are about to turn 15. Yes, they're 14. And I think about Danny Santulli and his family. I think about you 
your family. Timothy, I'm actually afraid to send them to college. Yeah, you know, I think you... You know, when you send your kids to college, they, they should feel protected. You should feel good that they're going to be protected. Um, you know, we're all about trying to educate parents and students and, and administrators and whatnot right now. But this stuff keeps happening. You know, we've been following Danny's story for for quite a while now. It's heartbreaking. I, I just can't imagine what that family's going through. I mean, obviously, we think about Tim every day. We're still dealing with criminal trials and in litigation, and it's five years later. Uh, could you explain what happened to Timothy before I even get to Danny Centuli? What happened to your son, Timothy? Sure. I mean, I have to be a little bit guarded on what I say, but Tim uh, showed up for what they called a bit acceptance night, and uh, they, they ran a drinking obstacle course uh, where they forced the uh, pledges to to drink massive amounts of alcohol. Tim had 18 drinks in less than an hour and a half uh, that they saw on video. Um, I don't know if there was more than that. And uh, during the course of the night, he, he also fell down a flight of 15 steps and they threw him on a couch. I mean, he had enough alcohol to die from alcohol poisoning, but they threw him down on a couch. He had uh, subdural hematoma in his head. Uh, he had a spleen injury and, uh, you know, they waited 14 hours or so before they called 911 and he was he was pretty much dead when uh, when they found him he was he did stay alive long enough for us to get to him in the hospital but he passed shortly thereafter I know what you're doing I know what you are doing Jim because I do it when I talk about the murder of my fiance you recite the facts and don't think about them because sometimes that's the only way you can get through it the way you just recited what happened to your boy. Yeah, and it keeps happening to other uh, young men and women, and it's 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 got to stop. But it's not stopping. We keep saying it's got to stop. It's got to stop. It's like a broken record. It's not stopping. Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Zen is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience. Which means Zen pairs well with you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zinn. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bodies on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Uh, 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 uh. 
Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Mark Slavitt joining me, TV news reporter, KRCG TV 13. What happened this time, Mark? What happened is something that should have never happened in the first place. Here in Columbia, we have the University of Missouri. It's one of the biggest schools in the in the state. There's 31,000 students here. Uh, the, the school offers 300 degree programs, so we get students from all over the world here. And we have this Greek town where they have all the fraternities and sororities, which is pretty common for a university campus. Mm-hmm. And at Phi Gamma Delta, they had a party that they should have never had. And there, there was surveillance video there. The univer- university has its own police department. They patrol around. And somehow this party just got out of control, and Danny was the one who uh, was, was, the one, was the victim here. Okay, I hear what you're saying, Mark Slavitt. And no offense, because you're a heck of an investigative reporter. I, I know your reputation. But I don't like anything you just said. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Parties don't get out of control. Someone allows that or facilitates or enables that. If a party gets out of control, you said this was a party that should not have happened. Why should it not have happened? You say that there is a campus police force that were patrolling. They didn't notice the party getting out of control. Is Greek Town on the campus? Because if it is, they should have been there. What happened? That that's a good question. And the the we've talked to university officials. We've talked to the police department. They're not giving us too much information. Well, somebody's lying, because if they were on patrol and doing their job, they would have seen a party out of control. Um, Mark Slavitt, again, I don't want to kill the messenger, which is you. Mark Slavitt joining us from KRCG-TV 13. I mean, David Bianchi, uh, billed as the um, as America's leading hazing lawyer, uh, the Santulli family attorney, when Mark Slavitt correctly reports the party was out of control. What does that mean? This chapter was sanctioned by the University of Missouri 13 days before this happened to Danny Santulli. And they were sanctioned for alcohol and hazing violations by the university. After they received the letter from the university with the sanctions that were to extend into the year 2022, they went immediately to work planning Pledge Dad Reveal Night that so horribly injured Danny Santulli. They just completely ignored the sanctions that were in place. And if you give me five seconds more, this was the second set of sanctions imposed on this chapter because seven months earlier they were sanctioned for alcohol violations as well. And those sanctions were to extend into the year 2022. So they were on double sanctions when they did this. And they could have cared less about any of it. And this was not a party that somehow got out of control. It was planned to be out of control. And I have to stick up for the university police here because you cannot expect the university police to be babysitting. This event took place in the basement of the frat house. There's no way anybody driving by would have known it was going on. And after it was in the basement, it moved up inside of the house. It was never outside. Well, if it's out of control, see, to me, I think of Animal House where the party's spilling out on the lawn and everybody's going crazy and it's loud. What do you mean? How can it be out of control and you can't tell from the outside? I mean, I think of a boombox blaring and people drunk lying on the front lawn with paper cups everywhere. So how is it out of control, but you couldn't see it from the outside? Uh, this is Dr. Lipkins, and I, I am uh, an hazing expert. And I think what you should understand is the kind of night that happened where the new uh, member gets um, anointed and connected with his father. They use the terms father and son um, and all the brothers in a fraternity. This is um, part of the ritual that happens every semester, every year across the country. So it's not just planned 13 days in advance. It's planned every year. They know this is going to happen. It doesn't happen everywhere, every time. I think, David Bianchi, it's much more prevalent among fraternities than sororities. 
Is that true? Yeah, it, yeah, it is true. Unquestionably, it's true. And you need to understand that this particular uh, uh, event, the whole focus of the event is built around alcohol. They literally had a truck deliver alcohol to the frat house for this event. And it's the identical event. If you go back a few years to Florida State, Andrew Coffey uh, died at a pledged ad reveal night at Florida State four years ago in an identical event to what uh, happened to uh, Danny Santulli and Andrew Coffey, just like Danny, was placed on a couch at two in the morning after he was very, very drunk. And uh, they didn't call 911. And when they came back at eight o'clock the next morning, uh, he was in the exact same position, but he was dead. And everything about what happened at FSU with Coffey is identical to what happened with Danny Santulli. These are themed traditions that are perpetuated year after year after year, and it's all about alcohol. To Jim Piazza, your wife actually spoke to Missouri. What happened? Yeah, so, you know, we've been traveling the country speaking to universities, and she was actually at Missouri, and these students uh, that partook in this event were there at at, at the university at that time. She spoke to 6,000 students about Tim's situation and anti-hazing and what it has done to our family and... Um, you know, the criminal aspects of it. And, and, you know, these folks, some of them had to be there and they did this anyway. As David said, these are planned events. These are planned events and they're criminal. Take a listen to our friends at Fox 9. Uh, he had a great life. He was motivated. And uh, in the blink of an eye, it's all gone. Lawyer David Bianchi outlines the more than 50-page lawsuit Danny Santulli's family filed, accusing the fraternity he was pledging to of dangerous hazing. According to the lawsuit, on October 19th, Danny was told he needed to participate in a fraternity pledging tradition, which included consuming an entire bottle of vodka. The lawsuit alleges Danny participated, but when he started getting drunk and tried to stop, he was told to keep going. Hours later, some members of the fraternity found him unresponsive inside the frat house. His skin was pale and his lips were blue. Instead of calling for help, they allegedly drove him to the hospital, where staff found him not breathing and in cardiac arrest. He was rushed to the ICU and put on a ventilator. His blood alcohol level at the time was 0.468%, nearly six times the legal limit. To Dr. Michelle Dupree, a forensic pathologist, former medical examiner, and author of Homicide Investigation Field Guide, what does that mean when your lips have actually turned blue? Well, Nancy, that's something that in medical terms we call cyanosis, which means that it is bluing. It means that you have... Lack- Wait, what did you say? You call it what? Cyanosis. Okay. And it means that you're not getting oxygen, and in this case, you're not getting blood or oxygen to those areas. And that's a sign that your CNS, your central nervous system, is very depressed. So you're actually not breathing. That's why your lips turn blue. Is that what you're saying? Or oxygen's not getting to your system? You're not breathing enough to perfuse your body parts. So they're going to turn blue from lack of oxygen. Back to Mark Slavitt joining me, KRCG. Bianchi defended the campus police. And I get it because this was in the basement and within the house and they couldn't see what was happening. The party shouldn't have happened because Phi Gamma Delta, according to David Bianchi, had already been reprimanded and sanctioned twice, including about two weeks before this fatal party. Okay, got it. Now I understand why you're saying that. Seven months earlier, they were they 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 violated some of the the rules on campus. So seven months, and then about fourteen days before the party. Isn't that right, David Bianchi? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yes, that, that, that's correct. They, they were uh, they, they were they were uh, sanctioned for the second time thirteen days before October nineteenth when uh, this happened to Danny Santuli. So, bottom line, a lot of good that did. Go ahead, Mark Slavitt. Yeah, and then the, just to add to that, the university suspended all fraternity activities for a while too. For a while. Yeah. What do you mean for a while? That was like a temp- it was a temporary thing. I was going to say it, it didn't last that long. I don't think the the uh, suspension of all fraternity activities. Why why is this happening? They it's like this slap on the wrist. It's like go sit in the corner and then come right back in and do the same thing again. I don't I don't understand that. But Mark Slavitt, tell me how the evening progressed. The latest thing that's going on right now is uh, David's added two more defendants in a civil lawsuit, and one of them is a guy named Wetzler. Alex Wetzler, and uh, he's he's 
going to be charged with a criminal offense. And he's the one that this is where this is where the, the crucial part of the whole night happened. Wexler took a tube with a funnel attached to it. He sticks the tube in Danny's mouth and then Danny is forced to drink the vodka. And then after he does that, he pours a bunch of beer down his throat at the same time. So that that is the key of the whole night. And I'm guessing that is caught on surveillance video. Take a listen to our friend Lucas Geisler, KMIZ. Boone County prosecutors charged Alec Wetzler today with supplying liquor to a minor. Here are the new details that we got from charging documents today. University of Missouri police say Alec Wetzler was one of several members of Fiji that forced prospective members to drink on October 19th. That included Danny Santulli, an 18-year-old that remains hospitalized to this day because of his alcohol poisoning. Security footage police looked at allegedly shows 35 shirtless people walk through the Fiji house. Police say other members pour beer on them, trip them, and hit them with a box. Each of the prospective members had alcohol taped to their hands to drink. Police say Wetzler gave Santuli and others beer bongs throughout the event. So let me understand this. To you, family lawyer David Bianchi, the alcohol was literally taped to his body? Yeah, that's correct. They, they uh, got all these uh, pledges to come to the fraternity house. Uh, they all had to take off their shirts. They then were uh, all blindfolded. This is all on video. You don't have to trust what I'm telling you. It's all on surveillance video. They then paraded them down into the basement. And down there, they met their pledged dad, and they removed their blindfolds. They were given their bottle, uh, their family bottle of alcohol. Many of them then had the bottle taped to their hand. Uh, they then paraded upstairs with the bottle taped to their hand and then started to drink with the alcohol that was spread out around the house. So they had to drink the family bottle plus whatever else was provided in the common areas of the frat house. To Dr. Susan Lipkins joining us, psychologist and hazing expert, author of Preventing Hazing. And you can find her at InsideHazing.com. You know, Dr. Lipkins, I'm frustrated and angry that it's called hazing because that sounds so... It's a euphemism. It's airbrushing the truth of what this is. I'm about to have Dr. Dupree explain what happens to your body when you die of alcohol poisoning, or in this case, when you go brain dead or brain damaged because of alcohol poisoning. But to just call it hazing, I think it should be called what it is. It's aggravated assault. I agree with you. Uh, You know, I think it's not right that we send our kids to college and they come home maimed and dead. Uh, but this is part of a culture and a ritual that uh, Americans and actually people throughout the world have accepted. And um, I can tell you that nobody really wants to change their behavior. They want to uh, maintain the status quo. And part of it is because they always think that they're going to be okay and their kid's going to be okay. And they look the other way. And um, the code of silence exists, which allows the uh, members of any of the fraternities to feel as if they will be protected because nobody will tell the truth. Um, And even you can see in this case, even when you have surveillance video, when you have all of this testimony, uh, it's still the, uh, the beat goes on and the behavior doesn't change. To Mona Kay joining us, private investigator at Mona Kay Investigations. You can find her on Twitter at Mona Kay. Mona, it's great to have you with us. You just heard, and I believe Dr. Lipkins is correct, about a code of silence amongst fraternity brothers. They won't tell what happened. How do you crack that as an investigator? Well, first of all, I'd like to uh, tell Jim, you have my my condolences to you and your family. I can't even imagine what, what you've all have gone through. I'm getting ready to send my daughter off to college this fall, and this is just this you know, this tradition is just awful and it needs to end. And it just seems to me until, you know, criminal charges are actually brought against these, these people, it's not going to stop because there aren't consequences. I agree. And what consequences there are, they're so mild. I know. Really? They got suspended. The fraternity got suspended from campus. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's insane because very often they can crop up again out off campus and the same thing will happen over and over. But again, back to my question, Mona Kay, how as an investigator do you crack people like 
these fraternity brothers that won't cough up the truth. I would, the only way I can think of doing it is to charge those appropriately, appropriate to be charged with a crime, then call the others in as witnesses, and if they won't talk, hold them in contempt. I would not have any problem doing that. No, exactly. They need to, you know, first of all, they need to separate everybody. Get statements, get accountability, get, um, you know, statements from every single person there that was invited that's been there in the past and, and you know, use their words against these people and to criminally charge charge those involved. You're right. Uh, we saw Here's just an example in the JonBenet Ramsey case. And now all these years later, we're still talking about why witnesses were not separated at the time and questioned individually. That's tried and true police technique. It wasn't done then. I don't know if it was done now. David Bianchi, before I go to Dr. Dupree about alcohol poisoning and death, Explain to me the sequence of events that night. Now, we've made it from the basement up to the upper floor where the alcohol, pure alcohol, is actually taped to their body. We know surveillance shows that they were being hit with objects. But what happened? What happened to Danny Centulli after that? After they all came upstairs, and you can watch it on video, uh, they all have their family bottles in their hand. Uh, they are then um, milling around, and they, were, uh, they then sort of go out to the courtyard of the uh, fraternity house, and they're standing around drinking, and Danny's got the bottle of vodka in his hand, and he keeps drinking from it, and occasionally frat members would come up to him, hold the bottle up to get some light behind it, because they wanted to make sure that he was consuming it and that the amount in the bottle was going down. And you can see the fraternity members doing that. Then they would hand it back to him and he would continue to drink. And it was in the middle of that that uh, Wetzler comes along, puts a tube in his mouth with a funnel, pours beer down his throat after he had consumed about half the bottle of alcohol. And approximately 20 minutes later, while Danny is still out in the courtyard with maybe a 100 uh, pledges and frat uh, members, you can see Danny start to wobble and then he collapses. You see him fall backwards mm-hmm. uh, over a piece of furniture and onto the ground. They then pick him up, they carry him into the house and they put him in a TV room where they have couches and a couple of guys bring him in and they plop him down on the couch and he's uh, still alive, he's moving around but you can tell he's in distress and then some more people come in uh, later in the evening, there are four pledges totally collapsed on couches in that room. It's like a holding cell for people who are near dead. And then uh, they abandoned him. And we know exactly when that happened because the surveillance video is timestamped. So now Danny is totally left alone. He's now flat on the couch. He slides off the couch with his face planted on the floor and his feet on the couch. And he's not moving at all. Somebody uh, comes walking through the room, sees him, picks him up, throws him back on the couch, and, and they don't do anything else. And then later, somebody else comes in, and they see that he's uh, unresponsive on the couch, and they think, oh, my God, maybe he's dead, and they go to pick him up. And he's having a hard time picking Danny up, so they get some big guy to pick him up, and they scoop him up off the couch, and they're not going to call 911, but they have another frat member, one of the officers who has a car, and says, I'll drive him to the hospital. So they, they take him down the hallway to the exit door, all on video, and they're holding him upside down, if you can picture such a thing. And as they're getting to the exit door, they drop him on his head. And then they have to get him back up again, and they carry him outside, put him in the car. He's now technically dead. They get him over to the uh, hospital, uh, to the ER. Somebody comes running out from the ER. They do CPR, and they restart his heart. What do you mean he was technically dead? Well, he had no heartbeat. Dr. Michelle Dupree, uh, explain to me what happened to Danny's system, his body. Nancy, this is... It's just atrocious. I can't think of another word to describe this. But alcohol is a CNS depressant, so it depresses your your whole central nervous system. 
your breathing is decreased. We talked about the lack of oxygen. Your temperatures goes down. You certainly lose consciousness. Things that can happen when you're in that state. You can have seizures. You can vomit and you can aspirate. You need to be in a position where if you do vomit, you're not going to swallow that or inhale that and that goes into your lungs. Alcohol is absorbed very quickly into the body. Um, it, the removal of alcohol is much slower. And so while this is going on, your gag reflex is actually inhibited, which means that it doesn't work properly. Um, and you begin to have respiratory distress, which I think was evidenced by the account that we just heard. Um, not putting him in the proper position, not getting him medical care, you know, when he needed it, when he's in such distress. You know, all this is just, it's unforgivable. I'm trying to make sense of what you just said. Uh, with me is a renowned pathologist, Dr. Michelle Dupree. So when we hear alcohol poisoning, is your system actually poisoned or is it that you, you your central nervous system is so depressed that you don't breathe, you lose your gag reflex, the air doesn't get, oxygen doesn't get to your body, your lips turn blue and you die? Which Are you actually poisoned or do you just have such a depressed, like an overdose of pills, your, your, your body just quits working. Well, essentially it is the same thing. You it is toxic. It is detrimental. It is harmful to the body. It is a poison when you have too much of it. And because you are poisoned, all of those things happen to the body that um, extraordinary depression of the respiratory system and all of that that follows. So yes, it is toxic. It is poison to the body in that large amount. Stories with Nancy Grace. The condition of Danny Centillo is so distressing. Permanent brain damage. He can't see. Why is that, Dr. Dupree? Why can't he see? Nancy, again, he can't see because the blood um, is not getting to his eyes, to his optic nerve. Um, again, through that central nervous system depression, that, that can cause blindness, as if when you have a stroke, it's the same kind of effect. Guys, take a listen to our Cut 5, Samantha Jones, KMOV. Danny Santulli's family lawyer says he had a bright future. He was a wonderful young man. It's a future that was almost cut short. For some reason, these things always seem to happen to the best kids, and I don't understand why. The freshly filed 52-page lawsuit details the night last October when Danny, a pledge of the Phi Gamma Delta fraternity at the University of Missouri, was allegedly told to drink an entire bottle of vodka during an event. Hours later, fraternity members took him to the hospital where he was resuscitated and placed on a ventilator unconscious. His blood alcohol level, nearly six times the legal limit. He needs 24-hour care. He can never be left alone. And that's the kind of care he's getting right now. He's going to need rehabilitation care for forever. Rehabilitation care forever. 24-hour care. He can never be left alone. David Bianchi, what do you mean by that? Well, he's absolutely incapable of doing anything for himself. So somebody has to be there to make sure that he doesn't uh, aspirate um, uh, while he's in the bed. He's got to be cleaned uh, multiple times a day. He has to be fed. He has to be groomed. Uh, they try to stimulate him uh, in various ways. They try to massage him. He's got to make sure that he doesn't get bed sores. He has to be rolled over to his skin can be checked. Uh, this is a full-time job, 24 hours a day. And Mrs. Santuli has decided to devote herself to this, and she quit her job as an executive with a bank so that she can personally do it because while they now have the funds to hire whoever they need to hire, she thinks that uh, this should be done by her uh, along with the help of the family, and that's what she's going to do. As you just heard from Jim Piazza, the father of Timothy Piazza, who lost his life in a hazing incident, that's what it's called, it's certainly not the first time. And without charging these guys with a crime and banning their fraternity from campus forever, permanently, 
I don't see how anything is going to change, Jim. Well, I think the way it's going to change is if law enforcement really does its job. So people need to be charged. The judges need to let those charges stick. It needs to get in front of a jury. The juries need to do those jo- their jobs. And then the judges need to properly sentence when these people are found guilty. I agree with the comment earlier. This term hazing is kind of, it's, it's a very lame term. I believe Missouri has a pretty strong hazing law, and it's a felony um, if somebody is seriously injured. Why isn't that being charged? Why isn't that felony being charged? What about it, David Bianchi? Why not? Oh, that's the best question of the whole uh, program here. I agree with that 100%. I, we have been uh, asking repeatedly for the prosecutor to file these hazing charges. It's such an obvious hazing case it should have been done many, many months ago. It is mystifying as to why they're refusing to enforce the law. If you're a prosecutor and you refuse to enforce the law, you shouldn't be a prosecutor. That law is on the books, and somebody needs to dig in to what's going on behind the scenes as to why they were refusing to enforce this law. David, there's a, there's a new twist here in Columbia with the prosecutor, too. I don't know if you've heard. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm familiar with that. Right. I'm, I'm not. Tell me. Well, Saturday morning, police found our prosecutor dead in his house with a uh, gunshot wound. And the way they, they would not say it was a suicide, they said it was uh, there was no foul play involved. And so now our prosecutor has died, and uh, we have an interim prosecutor appointed now. And they performed an autopsy on the prosecutor Tuesday, and they have still not confirmed whether it was a suicide or not, but the police chief told me he said he believes no one else was involved so the prosecutor that was handling danny santulli's case is no longer with what does that mean for the case uh david bianchi Uh, it should not mean anything because uh there's already been someone uh, appointed to take his place and there are other prosecutors in the office there are assistant district attorneys exactly guys again this is not the first time that this has happened take a listen to our cut 13 uh, does the name Stone Foltz ring a bell? Because I will never forget the name. Someone that we know is uh, non-responsive. He drank alcohol, like a lot of alcohol. So, Where is he at? Um, we're at... How old is your friend? Uh, he's 20. 20, okay. And what's he doing right now? Um, he's laying down on his side. His ears are... His face is really purple, and he's, his uh, pupils aren't responsive. Okay. Is he breathing? Yeah, he's breathing, but it's really shallow. And he's been drinking, you said? Yeah. Okay. Is he taking anything else we need to know about? No. What's your name? Okay. Can we page that? Okay. Are you positive he's breathing? Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm positive. Do you see his chest rising up and down? No, not right now. What happened to Stone Vaults? Take a listen to our cut 14, our friends at NBC4. According to the family's attorney, Rex Elliott, at 9 o'clock that night, Stone was blindfolded, put in a basement, and told to drink a bottle of alcohol before he could leave. By 10.30, members of the fraternity dropped him off at his apartment, leaving him unresponsive and alone. Those brothers that said they were going to be there with Stone, who were not. So he was left alone after he began turning blue, much the same as the case with Danny Centulli that we're covering right now. And take a listen to our Cut 17. Dan Harris, ABC News. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare the journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road but if you're ready for a change consider taking zen for a spin Zen Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. 
Enjoy Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at zyn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. The horror that played out inside a frat house at Penn State University. As a 19-year-old lay dying after a night of alcohol-fueled hazing, the fraternity brothers allegedly did little to help. Instead, their concern was reportedly how to cover it all up. Tonight, we hear from the one student who says he tried to help. That I kind of like lost it. I was like, I was screaming and yelling. I was saying, we need to take him to a hospital. We should call an ambulance, dial 911. Those pleas fell on deaf ears. Another young man died. And with us today is his father, Jim Piazza. Jim how are we going to make a difference? Again, I, I think we need law enforcement to step up. Law enforcement needs to understand what this is. And, and the, 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 the tasing laws, we're, we're trying to strengthen them across the country. But if they don't, if they don't get enforced and the sentences aren't, aren't proper, it's the message is just not parents and students. What about it, Susan Lipkins? Dr. Lipkins joining us, author of Preventing Hazing. You know, the the beat goes on and this just continues over and over. I, I don't think that it's going to uh, be responded to by just changing laws because even if the laws are enforced, the kids don't learn. They always think it's not going to be me. I believe that hazing is going to change when the kids themselves say, we're not going to do this anymore. We're just not going to participate. And how do we get to that, to Mona Kay? You've investigated similar cases. How do we get to the point where I wouldn't call them kids? You know, they're 18 through 22 years old other than prosecuting them criminally. Well, I agree. I mean, maybe first of all, get rid of the word hazing. Call it what it is charge these people any of these this outside of the fraternity chances are most of these crimes they would charge them criminally but because they're in a fraternity it's it's categorized differently i guess mark slavitt what about it is there any move to move to go forward with criminal charges in this case yeah, sure. Uh, it's up to, like uh, we were saying earlier, it's up to the prosecutor. I know it's up to the prosecutor. We know it's up to the prosecutor. Right. Have they done anything? Have they called a grand jury? Have they leveled a charge? Have they done anything? Are they investigating it as a crime? They've, uh, they've done it with one person so far, and, that's all, and, and it looks like that's all they're going to do. Uh, well, there's also another person named Samuel Gandhi who chose not to help Santuli that's uh, and, uh, added to uh, David Bianchi's list of defendants he had 23 originally he settled with those the, the two other ones are wetzler and gandhi and gandhi has not been charged by the prosecutor's office either what about it david bianchi because uh, a money settlement is not going to work that's going to be paid out by some insurance company um or the mom and dad will fit the bill I'm talking about how do we stop this from happening? Final thought. We have to aggressively pursue criminal charges to, uh, to put these guys in jail. Uh, in the Andrew Coffey case, we had a wonderful prosecutor in Tallahassee, and within 60 days of uh, 
of Andrew's death. Criminal charges were filed. 30 days later, the first guy went to jail. Ultimately, nine went to jail. Uh, you've got to try that because nothing else works. Can I, can I add something? Jump in. Couldn't this be categorized as premeditated? I mean, they taped vodka bottles to their hands. Absolutely. We just need a prosecutor with the, the, the backbone to do it, to have a serious felony charge and then don't settle it for a cheap plea. Go forward and take it to mm-hmm. a jury. Timothy Piazza is dead. So many others are dead. Beautiful young college students with their life in front of them. Their parents devastated. But yet we are not seeing the action necessary to stop this crime. Now, as we all go about our days, Danny Centulli, a teen boy, is brain damaged and needs 24-7 care. What is the district attorney going to do about it? Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every Every week, say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.